You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Monstrous Agonies Episode 80 events in Ukraine. A path of stars branching off from the dull, grey pavement. If you've just tuned in, you're right on time for our weekly advice segment, where I answer listeners' questions on life, love, and all things liminal. Everywhere, every when, on 131.3 FM. Our first letter tonight is from a listener wondering what to do with some newly received information. A few months ago, I accidentally became the high priestess of a minor god of hidden knowledge. I don't want to talk about how. It's uh, kind of embarrassing. That's also why I rarely mention my status, because the first thing people always want to know is, how did you accidentally become the high priestess for a minor god of hidden knowledge? That isn't me assuming things, by the way. One of the gifts I received is the knowledge of the questions people want to ask, but choose not to. Hidden knowledge and the desire for such which is itself hidden, it falls under the domain. For the most part, this doesn't affect my life any more than a casual hobby would. I have duties that go along with my status, but most of them are minor devotions I can easily incorporate alongside my everyday life. And the more important rituals are specifically for times when people wouldn't be doing anything anyway or more specifically, not paying attention to things. Think 5pm on a Sunday, 
or first thing in the morning on New Year's Day. But I also receive revelations. Sometimes, when I meet someone for the first time, I receive a revelation that tells me something about that person that they themselves don't know yet. That isn't common, but it's always something potentially very important to that person. As an example, I learned that my neighbor's oldest child is deathly allergic to bee stings. Which she hadn't known because she'd never been stung. After much awkwardness and soul searching, I managed to casually, I hope, turn a conversation with her father around to the importance of properly stocked first aid kits. Crisis of conscience averted. But the new hire at work. I received the revelation. He. Doesn't know he's a man. And what am I supposed to do with that? I don't even know how I should refer to them. They present as female, use feminine pronouns, and I I don't want to undermine that. Even if they realise they're transgender in the future, they may prefer to stay closeted, and it would just be wrong to make that choice for them. Still, with this knowledge, it it feels equally wrong to call them she. I don't know. We're not close. Even if we were, I couldn't very well go up to them and say, "Hello, how was your weekend? By the way, you're transgender." I have some personal experience on this matter. Years ago, a friend told me I might be aromantic. I was appalled. That couldn't be me. I'm normal. Yes, I cringe at the memory too. A matter normativity is one hell of a drug, but I had to understand and come to terms with my sexuality in my own time. Parts of my life would have been much easier if I had come to that realization earlier, but it couldn't be forced. So, what should I do for this person? I'd already been supporting efforts to make our workplace a trans-friendly environment. Should I leave it at that and wait for the person to realize matters on their own time, or should I try and give hints, or is there some third option I haven't even considered? I understand your desire to help this person, listener. You are no doubt aware from your own experience how confusing and difficult. Life can be when one has not yet become aware of a significant part of one's identity. However, you also know personally how difficult those conversations can be if one is not yet ready for them. Even if you were close friends, this would be an incredibly delicate situation. As it is, such a conversation is frankly. Impossible, as well-intentioned as you are, it would be deeply unfair and unkind to use this information directly, given to you as it was, without your coworker's knowledge or consent. Your coworker is living, as we all are, in a society that takes transphobia 
as a given. They and we are constantly barraged with messages telling us transgender people, or anyone who falls outside society's norms, are a novelty at best and malevolent disruptors of social order at worst. It's this kind of othering that makes it so difficult for individuals to come to recognise themselves as transgender, or as your experience demonstrates, as any marginalised identity. I can't be that, we think. I'm normal. But normal is not an objective reality. It's nothing we can grasp in our hands, nothing we can articulate clearly without contradiction. Its edges are watery and ill-defined, a judgment bestowed or withheld by the people around us whether we value their judgment or not. You can't tell your co-worker they're transgender. But you can work to create a culture, in your workplace and, I hope, beyond, that celebrates all forms of difference. Lay the groundwork to help your co-worker unpick their ideas of what normal means and why, or indeed, whether it matters. This goes well beyond being trans-friendly. You need to be welcoming to all identities across all axes of difference. A creature-friendly workplace is a body-positive workplace, is an anti-racist workplace, is a feminist workplace, is a queer-inclusive workplace. Change what is within your power to change. Reject the cult of normal and give your co-worker the mental breathing room they need to start their own process of self-reflection and discovery. In association with Scheme Depot, your one-stop shop for all poisons, traps, masks and daggers. No plot is too complicated for our experts, who can help you find the best savings and help you navigate the store's displays with a minimum of injuries. And for smaller projects, visit our sister shop, Gnome Depot. DIY materials at small sizes and even smaller prices. Proud members of the Night Folk Network. Tonight's second letter is from a listener trying to parent in unusual circumstances. I am not a necromancer. I am not someone who dallies with the dead, who digs up graves or bothers the deceased. I don't and never will create creepy walking corpses without a hint of life or sanity or sentience left in them. I don't do that. I do not create abominations against the laws of life. I don't. I just uh, bend the laws of life a little. I am very good at healing magic. So good that I can heal a skeleton back into a body, for example. I can revive a rotted brain back to life, that sort of thing. It's not 
necromancy. It's healing magic. Rot and decay is just another bodily affliction, a, a malady for the entire works. What is rot but a very advanced infection? You don't say a machine is dead just because its wires are all rusted. It just needs to be fixed. I am not a necromancer, but I do confess I may have done something a little necromantically adjacent. Most of my family is dead. My mother has no family worth being around, and my clan on my father's side all died before I was born or soon after. Growing up, it was just my mum, my dad and my grandfather. Grandfather passed nearly 20 years ago, of old age. I, uh, I haven't the heart to wake him up again. But he had a sister who died very young, some 90 years ago. She was three years old. I am not a necromancer. But I may have uh, necromanced? Uh, necromancied? Necromatized? <laughs> Resurrected, my great aunt. I love her to pieces. Her little ears and tail are so adorable. She's a little tortoise shell and a complete chatterbox. <laughs> and just the sweetest thing. And of course, she's three. She needs me to look after her. She's become like a daughter to me. I was prepared for this, and I am more than willing to take care of her. And I want the best for her. I want her to have the chance to live that she never got before. I want to see her grow up and thrive. I want to give her the life that my great-grandparents couldn't. But I have found myself facing a few issues. First of all, I have no idea how to go about getting her legal existence in order. She has no birth certificate, no records. My father has no idea where the papers would be, even if they exist. And I'm... nervous about being a parent. I want my great-aunt slash daughter to have the best life she could ever have. But I'm worried I'm in over my head. Do you have any advice to settle my nerves? We'll start with the practical matters, I think. You need to get your great-aunt's legal status in proper order. You say she was born 90 years ago, which I know seems a terribly long time when measured against a sapiotypical lifetime. But when it comes to the machinery of government, the 1930s are really not so very long ago at all. The General Register Office maintains a public index of every birth recorded in England and Wales since 1837, and it's been a legal requirement for births to be registered since 1875. By the 1930s, all but the most remarkably reclusive genuses would likely have been engaging in this facet of mainstream society, if little else. Your great-aunt is almost definitely on the index somewhere. You just need to find her and request a copy of the birth certificate. 
your local librarian may be able to assist you, as they often have experience in matters of researching one's genealogy. In the unlikely event her birth wasn't registered, you'll need to remedy that at your local registry office. Please make this a matter of urgent priority. Without this, your great-aunt will simply not exist as far as the government is concerned and will find it extremely difficult to interact with any kind of formal societal structures, including healthcare and education. Practical concerns aside, I hear your worries about becoming a parent. No matter how prepared nor how willing you were to take on this role, it will still be a huge learning curve. The challenges you will face will be specific to you and your great-aunt, so I hesitate to speak too directly to your situation. I will say this, though, I think you would both benefit from a little more honesty about how she came into your life. You may not identify as a necromancer, but that doesn't negate the absolutely undeniable fact that you have performed necromantic magics on this little girl. I do not say this to shame you. Far from it. Families come about through all sorts of circumstances, and not a one of them is more valid than another. Not birth, not blood, not adoption, nor invocation, nor resurrection. But unlike a child with a more typical family background, your great-aunt is not going to have endless books, films, and television programs reinforcing that validity. It falls to you, as her parent, to show her that she belongs with you. To do that, you need to be honest about how your family came to be. Treat her resurrection with the matter-of-fact mundanity it deserves. You rose her from the dead, and that's fine. It's a little unusual, but it's not the defining fact about your family or about her. What matters is what comes next. How you treat her. How you love her and show her that love. How together you can build a family rooted on love, delight, celebration and respect, regardless of how that family began. Next up, if you're facing Christmas with the family this weekend, Stay tuned as we count down our top 10 tips for maximising carnage and coming out on top in the inevitable post-dinner bloodbath. Further strikes. Yes, please. Carrying lights such a violent attack. Episode 80 of Monstrous Agonies was written and performed by H.R. Owen. Tonight's first letter was submitted by Jan Kaltrop, the second letter was from Lewis, and this week's advert was based on submissions by Mythic Menagerie and Vulpine. Thanks, friends. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash monstrousagonies, or make a one-off donation at ko-fi.com slash hrowen. You can also help us grow our audience by sharing with your friends and familiars and following us on Tumblr at Monstrous Agonies and on Twitter at Monstrous underscore pod. 
This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The theme tune is Dakota by Unheard Music Concepts. Thanks for listening, and remember, the real monsters are the friends we made on the way. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.